these are not sprints. They are your marathons and um, and and that kind of persistence needs to be there and persistence without uh, without nutrition, <laughs> without nourishment, without replenishing, without pause, it, it just um, you start you start like uh, crippling yourself. And when you see you're not as effective as you, you could be, and and you end up not feeling happy. And I will tell you, I don't think yeah. we're going to create a new paradigm in this world from unhappy places. Hi, I'm Shannon Lucas. And I'm Tracy Lovejoy. And we're the co-CEOs of Catalyst Constellations, which is dedicated to catalyzing innate change makers to accelerate positive change. This is our podcast, Move Fast, Break Shit, Burn Out, where we highlight catalysts that are creating amazing change in the world. In this season of the podcast, we are diving deep into the skills that make catalysts successful. And I'm so thrilled today to be reconnected with Marilia Bezerra. Um, she leads the de development and implementation of the IKEA Foundation's global strategy. She's responsible for the end-to-end -end grant making process, setting up the foundation's vision and providing strategic guidance for the organization. Before IKEA Foundation, she served as the co-executive director at Synergos, leading the organization's strategy and managing a global community of leading philanthropic families and social investors. Prior to Synergos, she was the founding manager of man, managing partner of Care Enterprises Inc., a for-profit subsidiary of Care, focused on creating gender justice through impact investment. And I'd be remiss if I didn't point out that one of her career highlights was her time as a member of the leadership team at the Clinton Global Initiative. During her first five years working with President Clinton, she took a central role in building the organization from its startup phase to the successful Catalyst for Action and global convening body it became. Welcome. It's so good to reconnect. So good to be with you, Shannon. Thank you for the invitation. What an amazing journey you've been on since we connected way back in the days. Yeah, for sure, for sure. What an adventure. An adventure, <laughs> totally. Well, I mean, I'd love to just jump right in and, and understand sort of hearing how you relate to the concept of Catalyst. I have for my entire career related to the concept of Catalyst. And I think, you know, I've had nicknames like the glue or the, the shaker. Um, I really had these roles where uh, there was a lot of energy already in a system, uh, and I figured out ways how to move it, to channel it, to, to get it to, you know, a desirable final, final state. So um, in that sense, I, I, I do really feel like um, I've been playing with being a catalyst for a long time. And it sounds like from your resume that that connects with sort of being the starter or the igniter of different things. Yeah, and I think uh, it, it's really, I mean, I'm, I'm driven to work uh, with communities, right? So at CGI, we manage the community of leaders. At Synergos, we also manage the community of philanthropists. And uh, now at IKEA, with our community of partners. So to me, um, there's a bit about it that's about enabling. Um, mm -hmm. So sensing, really, where is change uh, uh, likely to emerge, you know, and what does it need in order to emerge quicker, faster? I mean, there's definitely a sense of urgency from all of us, right? Given all that the poly crisis, and so there's a bit of sensing, um, and and then a bit of connecting, um, you know, making sure that you are 
listening and then connecting with with your partners with with those with your stakeholders whoever you you're going to get together with to get, to create some systemic change um and from there uh you know this this kind of uh, aligning our assets our brains our our, our emotions our our ideas, our, our, you know, our financial assets in some cases and, yeah. and getting things moving. Yeah. I love that. The recognition that we'll do more together than alone for sure. All right. So tell us one or two of the skills. I mean, obviously you've been listening to that bio again, you've been incredibly successful. So what are one of the two essential skills that have made you successful and maybe some stories about how they've helped you, or maybe there were times that you failed because you didn't have those skills that you'd like to share with up and coming catalysts. Yeah, I think I want to start with failure because um, we learned so much from it. Yeah. Um, when when you invited me to 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 come and speak, I went and did what what everybody does, and I googled the word catalyst, right? And I went to the to the definition for of what what a catalytic element is in chemistry, which I thought was so cool um, because a catalytic element is something you put in a reaction, so that has already two other elements there at least, mm. and, you, and you accelerate it. Um, but you do that without consuming yourself. So a catalytic element in chemistry gets in, influences, improves something, a reaction without consuming itself. And that bit I had been missing mm. for the longest time. Um, well, I mean, not completely, right? Because <laughs> I'm still here and I'm thriving. <laughs> but but it's so it's so easy to forget um, that you are your healthy, uh, you know, your healthy engagement. Um, the self care bit is is so essential to your ability to move things. Uh, in my sector, you know, social environmental uh, action, it we're trying to really transform entire systems. Sometimes even bits of economic systems. And and move government, move uh, you know large institutions. And if you th these are not sprints, they are your marathons. And um, and and that kind of persistence needs to be there. And persistence without uh, without nutrition, <laughs> without nourishment, without replenishing, without pause, it, it just um, you start you start like. Uh, crippling yourself and when you see you're not as effective as you you could be and and you end up not feeling happy and i will tell you i don't think yeah. we're going to create a new paradigm in this world from unhappy places i love that so much especially that last point which is like the personal sustainability has to be the foundation for all of the other sustainability that we're talking about yeah and then we are trying to create a world in which everybody thrives everybody has opportunity you know where people it's like you're trying to move away from extractive practices and then you're being extractive with yourself with your own energy and that that can't work right you really need to like be the change you want to create is that that simple <laughs> so I, I agree with that um i've been as i've been thinking about it, i've been trying to what word or what skill do you think defines everything that you just said I think uh, pause. Pause. I, yeah, pause. I, it's not. It doesn't define. It, it's a practice. Uh, it's a, a, a you know how many times a day can you pause? 
I am now, uh, uh, you know, I'm sitting in meditation every day, 20 minutes in the morning. And, um, and, and then so it's that constant practice of how, how much pause can you build between a stimuli coming to you and your reaction? Like, how can you transform, uh, uh, you know, the way you relate with the world from reaction to response, right? Where you really build a pause and you build a moment that you can say, okay, I have some choices here, not just go with the, <laughs> the first impulse you have. So that's, that's so spot on. And I love the pause and the pause as I listen to you gives us the moment for choicefulness, like mm -hmm. the beginning with the self-awareness, what is my reaction to that stimulus coming in? And then some choicefulness, instead of just letting that reaction pass through exactly. our body and come out. Um, you know, as we were chatting before the show, we were talking about, you've been in this role like for, for five months and you were explaining how you've done it a little bit differently this time. And I think it's an important conversation because Catalyst sort of by definition, even if we stay in one company for 15 years, we'll have a bunch of different roles. So we're always in that, sort of new person process. So can you share just a little bit about the epiphanies and how you've done it differently and maybe what it looked like before when you didn't do it the way you're doing it now? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, I just took this role at about five, five and a half months ago or so, and it's incredible that it's almost half a year already. Um, but, you know, in coming in, and I know I have a, a large team to manage and a team that works with, you know, really at the center of what the foundation does and interacts with so many other teams, pretty much with every other team. Um, and I, I wanted to start a little earlier where we still had the benefit of having an interim uh, chief programs officer in place. So I could just take really the time to meet with my team individually, but not just my team, my team and almost everyone in other teams that interact with my team. And that was something around like, I don't know, 40 something individual meetings that I that I took. And it was it gave me such grounding um, because before I needed to come in and make decisions and really take the reins on anything, I had a connection to people to to what they thought, what they were seeing, what, what they were challenged by, what they were excited about. And even if I couldn't commit to memory, even the names of everyone at that point, um, there's, an, there's, a, there's other layers of intelligence in us, right? There's other layers of connection. And, and, um, and I could call, recall, uh, you know, as, as things were coming up, I could recall conversations and they helped me guide uh, decisions, early decisions. And so I, I think that's definitely something that if I have to start new roles in the future, I'm going to try and replicate. It's so brilliant. And I also, again, love where you landed because sort of, you know, as I was thinking about the, there's a follow-up question there about like, how did you show up for all of those things? Like what was the intent and, um, and what I hear you, and I'd love for you to expound on it, say is there was an openness and sort of an active listening that you were listening with your whole integrated body, sort of without an agenda. Um, and exactly, it's it's um, it was a I am here to get to know you, and you know I gave some guiding questions so people don't feel threatened by the, the openness. Of <laughs> Hi, <it. laughs> tell me about you. No, tell me about you, right? <laughs> Uh, what are you excited about? What are you worried about? You know, what are the things you do outside of work? But like really just to get people talking and, and uh, you know, the conversations always went to where they needed to go. And my only role was to receive it 
And I, again, I wasn't pushing myself, making notes and trying to map things. I was just there present and receiving. And um, I have been thanked, uh, you know, more than once for, for the time I took to do that at the beginning. And so I think it probably um, was a good thing for, for people to know that I'm coming in and that I have an interest in them and that I am there for them, which I repeated to every single one of them. <laughs> Right. And, and, it, and it has to be, that part has to be so genuine. Um, and cause a lot of times catalysts will come in with their own vision. And one of the tools we talk about is going on a listening tour, but you can't go on a listening tour with your thing, like ready, like I'm here to listen, but you know, the, the openness, I'm wondering if you have advice. Cause, um, we know that, I mean, first of all, bravo, freaking awesome that that's where you landed mm -hmm. to set yourself in the org, org up for success. Um, I think that's easier to ask for and to recognize when you're, you know, at this point in our careers. I'm wondering if you have advice sure. up and coming catalysts about how they might approach that. I mean, um, certainly not all mid-level managers are going to let a person start 30 days earlier to do, to come in and listen. Yeah, yeah no, it's a, it's a tricky one. And I think I want to note this too, that uh, a lot of what we're talking about, the pause, the you know, the ability to build those boundaries and to hold space for people. I mean, it does come when you are at a, at a more mature level in your career. Um, but still, I think that there's an invitation there for, for even if you're starting to, um, to start practicing building those boundaries, right? And, 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 and creating those spaces for conversations that, uh, if all you do is respond to the needs in, in the role, all you're going to get is the same, right? So if you, if you try and build some spaces where you can have conversation, where you can set expectations with your um, supervisor and say, uh, you know, even if you can carve a little bit of time to, um, to be an inquiry, um, you know, and to be uh, and to be designing a little bit more how you engage with, with your role, um, I think you you find that even if you put in a little bit, uh, you're going to get a lot out, out of it. It's a great framing. And what we talk about with Catalyst is, so, you know, the title of the book, Move Fast, Break Shit, Burnout, is our default position uh, way of operating in the world if we don't have that intentionality. Yeah. And I love where you landed because that's what we're trying to communicate is even just a little pause a little bit of intentionality as we go through the process can have massive, massive payoff. Um, so yeah, and and if you can do it on the scale that you're doing, even more game-changing. Um, all right, so we have pause as one skill. Is there another skill that you wanna share? Uh, well, there are many, uh, but I'm gonna pick I, you know, one that you've just uh, made me think of, which is self-awareness. It's like pay attention to your own reaction to to things, pay attention so you can recognize when you're on autopilot and you're just responding to things out of anxiety and, um, you know, and worried about how is this going to look and, you know, and we all live and inhabit those spaces, doesn't matter where you are with your career, I still have those days, right? Um, but, but if you're aware of them uh, and you know, and, and you can recognize them, maybe you can have sit a little bit outside of it and, and, and make some choices about how you want to react, right? So again, um, the pause and the self-awareness kind of come together in, in, in this play. And um, so I think that that's another really important one. And 
at least for me personally, the the upward spiral that that creates because the those two things aren't easy in the in the rush of life. But it goes back to your little steps, little pauses lead to a little bit more self awareness, more self awareness leads to the recognition more quickly that you need the pause that then comes back and gives you the space for the self awareness. I heard you mention that you do you maybe meditate. Are there other tools that you have to develop that skill of self awareness? Um. Yes, I mean, I do my morning meditation, but I do some funny things, things that are um, unusual and that sometimes put me in my body or, um, so I, I, I joke with my teams that if you see that I'm walking in the office barefoot is because it helps me ground. I will take my shoes off and put my feet on the ground. Um, uh, you know, uh, sometimes just moving away from the computer, literally, like if you're starting to feel your, you know, your emotions are coming up and you, you're getting, and this rule I've had for a long time, if you really think you're going to scream at someone on the computer with your fingers, just move <laughs> away from it. Like hands up, move away, uh, take a walk. Uh, you, you're never going to have a worse uh, outcome if you do that, right? So that's, that's good practice too. Awesome. Those are super tangible, super helpful, something that everyone can do, right? Yeah, and it's the small stuff. We keep thinking about like big changes and, 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 you know, and you have to do years of therapy and you have to go to retreats and climb mountains and all of that. Yes, those are great too. I've done them. But it's actually, to me, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the small steps, the, the, the practice, the, the constant practice of pause and reflection and breath and feet on the ground. It's so funny when I facilitate workshops, I always do some kind of arrival thing and it's usually just breathing. And the number of people who have come up to me over the years and been like, I've forgotten to breathe. Like, right? Right? <laughs> it's so crazy. It's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So, what are your biggest challenges as a catalyst leader then? I think right now, my biggest challenge is, is a shared challenge, which is we are leading people through very uncertain, fragile, unstable, uh, risky, fearful times. Um, and the, the speed of the, the way in which the, the structures we, we took for granted and, and knew as stable are just getting more and more fragmented, right? Our economies and polarization in, in politics and all of that. So this, the speed of that change is really unsettling. So um, how to be with people in a way that both holds the urgency of the moment. We're talking about Paris Agreement, 1.5 degrees. We need to stay with it. We need, you know, a transition to net zero. We need people to be safe and, and be able to provide for themselves. And um, so we must hold that the, the, the gravity of the moment um, and a sense of urgency to, 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 to be present and transform this. Um, but at the same time, we have to do it again from a place that it's not, uh, we, we can't do it in a state of despair, right? If we despair, uh, we lost the game. So how might I be as a person in a community of change makers? How might I be as a supervisor of people? How might I be as a colleague in a way that holds both that sense of urgency and in uh, some stillness in this chaos. So kind of um, 
how can we learn collectively how to rest in motion because the motion is not going to stop for a while, right? Uh, yeah, you just blew my mind. Re how can we learn to lead through rest in motion is probably the title of this podcast, I'm going to guess, because <laughs> it's, it's such a great synthesis. And so how are you doing that? I mean, and, 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 and just a recognition as a leader, like you're holding a lot of the emotional labor with that recognition. That's a lot to put on on a leader's shoulders. How do you how do you do that? Um, I have a lot of support. I am the most supportive supported I've ever been in my life right now. I think I have a great life partner. I have great partners at work. I have a great community of friends that I know I can call anytime, day or night, and um, and they'll be there for me. Like I cannot even begin to imagine doing this alone. We can't. It's not possible. So that recognition of this is a collective mission. It's a shared mission. Um, a little bit of taking away this, this, you know, this narrative around the protagonism also can be challenged a little bit. It's like I, uh, like we, a, a more of a collective take on the, on on how we we're gonna cross this moment in humanity is is only gonna serve us, right? So, I'm gonna do it by being with people. Yeah, that's another that's another key thing for catalysts, and especially if you can find other catalysts who really understand the work that you're you're doing on a on a deep level. That like for catalysts, that's oh so freeing. Even if you're an introvert, we know that it's freeing. All right, yeah. moving on. Um, I would love to move into the rapid fire. So, what is a way that you get prepared for a big meeting? Uh I wish I, I could get better at preparing, preparing, like, you know, reading and I, I tend to uh, prepare as I go along. Um, but I do, if I'm nervous about it, I'll take breaths. I'll find a quiet place and I'll take some breaths and I kind of try and come back to my body. It, it always helps. Um, and then I also try and have fun. I imagine myself having fun in, in the meeting. Like I, I play the fun part of it in the meeting, if it's possible. Some meetings, there's no fun in them, right? But for most of them, we can't imagine. Oh, imagine, uh, it could be really fun in this, this, and that way. And and it works. It totally works. I had this huge talk, and the last thing my mom said to me before you know, I was walking out on stage, she's like, remember to have fun. And I was like, it's just yeah. game changing. Because even if yeah. it's sideways, you're like, oh, look, that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, how do you like to spend a free day? Do you get many free days? Uh, I get more of them now that I moved to Europe. Thank you very much, Europe. People in Europe take vacation. <laughs> I, I, I haven't gotten there yet, but I know I'm going to have three weeks vacation this summer. And I am awed and so uh, uh, excited to imagine what does it does, what does it do to someone to every year have a consistent three-week yeah. break? So America, come on. Um, but so, yes, uh, I have more of them. And what I like to do is usually stay at home because I do so much traveling. <laughs> and so uh, I do so much, you know, so much of my work is about being with people and conferences and all of that. So I actually love cooking, um, you know, listening to music and being quiet. It, it does uh, the recovery from the exertion of being around with people tends to be more like, a, you know, being at home. Yeah. 
I relate. All right. Favorite catalyst, alive or dead, and why? You know, uh, you know who I think is a catalyst? I think Oprah is a catalyst. I think she um, she's like has this, this receptors and tentacles that is tracking like all the cool stuff and cool people who are doing soul transforming things and she pulls them and she pushes them out into the world. There's something really beautiful about um, I mean, she certainly has a protagonism in the world, but like there's something that there's a deference to to others that I think is is really beautiful. And then, you know, I have so many friends who are catalysts that you should have them all in the podcast. We were, we'll um, welcome the recommendations, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so Garb Vanderbeck at Aspen, the Global um, Leadership Network, Malika Dutt is at Hewlett. She's fantastic, fantastic, the best catalyst in the world. Awesome. Um, so many um, uh, people in our sector tend to be catalysts because we are we we have this commitment to changing things, and I, I guess it it just attracts us, right? It does <laughs> changing the world. <laughs> and and the flip side is not only does it attract us, but we're we're comfortable enough. I just I want to say it that way. We're comfortable enough walking into places where there isn't a playbook, right? Yeah. And that risk yeah. doesn't seem risky to us because the bigger risk is we see the big picture. And if we're not, if someone isn't doing that work, we're kind of screwed. So I uh, yes, yeah. love intros to all of those amazing people to get the learnings from them. Do you have a call to action for people? Yeah, slow down. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, when I talked about that urgency and stillness, the urgency is easy to to you know jump on that boat and go down river with the urgency it's it's there it's available we are all living that existential dread so i think the the trick is to balance it with the slowing down i love that and i love the river metaphor like you can stand before the river and and because if you get in it you're going to be taken down so fast yeah so, i love that um, Marilia, thank you so much for joining us today. Such a pleasure. So fun. <laughs> so fun. And to our listeners, thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more about how to accelerate your positive change, go to our website at catalystconstellations.com. And of course, be sure to check out the book, Move Fast, Break Shit, Burn Out. If you have other catalysts in your life, hit the share button and send a link their way. Thank you.